I'm Tim. And I'm Drew. And this is the Hearts and Hands Podcast. In Season 2, Episode 8, we talked to Professor Peter Bladel about theater physics. One quick note for our listeners. This episode was recorded before most of the information we we received about the coronavirus, so we, that's why we don't really mention it in the episode. We do want to let you know that we are planning to continue recording as normal since we always record remotely, so um, we can do so in, in a way that is safe and conscientious of our neighbors. So without any further ado, here's this week's episode. Welcome to another episode of the Hearts and Hands podcast. I'm your host, Tim Babbler, joined as always by my co-host, Drew Sonnenberg. Drew, how are things going for you? Going pretty well. Things have been pretty steady sailing around here lately, which is a nice change of pace once in a while. Oh yeah, that's always a good thing. When you hit your rhythms and you're just being productive and having time to do, uh, yeah, expand your creative muscles, I guess, too, right? Sure, yeah. We had a we had a great conversation this week. In a previous episode, uh, Dan Jasperson had recommended we talk to uh, Professor Peter Bladel from Bethany Lutheran College, where both Dan Jasperson and Jason Jasperson attended, and Jason also teaches some sculpting classes there now too. But uh, Professor Bladel is the theater professor there, and if you are MLC graduates like Tim and I are, you are definitely familiar with his work with his band, The Divers. They come to MLC every year. Just fantastic musicians, um, really. They, they range from anything from really silly and funny songs to really poignant, uh, meaningful songs. Just great uh, breadth and depth and everything. What do you think, Tim? Yeah, I really much enjoyed the conversations. It's easy to talk to. And as we always say, we love our listeners to hear more of our guests and less of us. But um, no, it was cool talking to him about uh, this thing that really he and his department created that's called theater physics. And we get the backstory and what it's like and uh, how just to incorporate Christianity into his job and things like that as well, too. So as is our mantra, less of us, more of our guests. Yeah, let's get right to our interview with Professor Bladel. Today, we're excited to welcome Professor Peter Bladel to the podcast. Welcome. Hi, thank you. For our listeners who may not be familiar with you or your work, could you give a brief introduction to yourself, please? Sure. My name's Peter Bladel. I, I, uh, I'm a, a professor of theater here at Bethany Lutheran College, and I've been doing that since 1993, and I chair that department. And as a bunch of side gigs, I guess, I, I'm in a, uh, a band called The Divers, and we've been performing since 1991 and are still doing it. And I'm a juggler and a magician and a, a, a kind of a jack of all trades, I guess. And, so, and uh, I like uh, like writing songs a lot, and I like creativity. As a matter of fact, I I love going out and lect- lecturing about it, uh, and I love going out and uh, and introducing kids to it. And uh, I think I've met just a zillion people who feel like they're not creative, but creativity isn't. It, it's it's a process. It's something that everybody can learn, and uh, and I love telling people about that sort of thing. Yeah, that's awesome, and we're definitely excited to talk to you because we got a recommendation to reach out to you from uh, one of our former podcast guests, Dan Jasperson, who I believe uh, you worked with at BLC uh, when he was in the theater department there as well. Or, I love uh, Dan. Yep. Yeah, I know him very well. 
he's another magician. So he and I, a lot of times I, uh, we, we will call each other and, and find out how one another does a trick or, <laughs> or, or something. So no, he and I, we go way back. That's awesome. And Dan mentioned there's this thing that you do at Bethany, um, which, uh, you, we were talking before the podcast a little bit, it's called theater physics. Could you tell us a little bit about what that is and how you <laughs> came to be involved with it? Yes. <laughs> so at Bethany, we've got four shows that we do every year. And, uh, and the first one is always uh, right out of the gate. It's, it's uh, theater physics. And so when I started working here at Bethany, I, I, uh, it was on my, I guess, my load, my teaching load that I needed to direct a full-length play, but I, I also needed to direct a one-act play. And back in the day, I didn't really care for one-act plays. My opinion has changed since then, um, but I didn't. I didn't really want to direct a one-act play. But I was given free latitude to to fill that spot with something. So, I was very much into physical theater. I was very influenced by uh, physical theater groups like Stomp or the Flying Karamazov Brothers. Um, later, things like Blue Man Group. You might be familiar with very physical acts. Uh, the theater de la Jeune Lune was popular here up in the uh, up in the Midwest, and they were based out of the Twin Cities. And so I uh, I was really into pantomime and uh, physical comedy and vaudeville, uh, and 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 so I decided, well, maybe if I can work that stuff into a show that we invent, we can we can call that the one act play slot. <laughs> and, and so I, I, uh, I, I, I was driving to Milwaukee. I was visiting my fiance, now my, my wife, and, uh, and I was trying to think, what could we call this? And so I, I just sort of inversed uh, <laughs> physical theater and it's just, uh, oh, well, theater, physical, theater, physics, theater, physics. That sounds cool. Uh, and so we, we, I just started calling it theater physics. And this is going to be a one time thing. I was going to do this one year. And uh, it turns out now I've I've done it. Oh, what has it been? Twenty-seven times or something like that. And so it happens every year now. And uh, and what it is is we I audition students for whatever uh, I'm I'm looking for a cast of between ten and fourteen students, uh, and they are going to audition with just whatever interesting things they can do if they can gargle while walking backwards on the tops of their toe knuckles i want to see that if they know how to eat fire i want to see that if they know how if they can yodel while riding on a hoverboard i want uh, these are all things i'm very interested in um i'm looking for people who know how to be creative they they're interested in working with others uh to to create a product and we've got two and a half weeks to put this show together generally and so it's there's nothing like a hard and fast deadline. You have to have the show. The show is going to happen no matter what. And so we 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 get this cast, we put them together, and the directors and the students have to invent a new show every year. And so that's gen, that's generally, in a nutshell, what theater physics is. Some of the admissions people around here call it. It's like Saturday Night Live meets the circus, and that's <laughs> not a bad definition. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So you may ask them, like, in what ways, or I guess the most distinct ways, do you think, would you say that theater physics is different from other artistic ventures? And, like, how does it push those involved that they may not otherwise be pushed? Yeah, I get, well, I, I, I think that there are a lot of 
a lot of students who are afraid of creativity. They're afraid of, of the unknown. Some students thrive on it. Some students want to do, they want to come out and do the, the, the comedy sports kind of thing. And, and, uh, and, and, and they're very much into improvisation and, and they want to do that. Others, they love theater. They want to audition for things, but if it's not scripted, they're not sure. Okay. Uh, and so what we do when we audition for theater physics is we make it, it's an open it's an open audition. That means that the room is open to anybody. It's not a closed audition where it's just a person on stage and a couple directors in the audience. The, the room is usually packed. And so uh, you're kind of throwing, you're, you're, you're casting your fate to the wind, you know, and, and uh, students are coming on and they're, they're trying different things. And, uh, and, and that's, that's kind of how we get the cast. So yeah, it is in that sense, it's different than, you know, what traditional theater is. Uh, but then again, too, there are theatrical, there there are professionals out there doing this. Blue Man Group, for instance, has many, many different casts. And how do you audition for Blue Man Group? You know, <laughs> uh, they're looking for people who are are uh, who can kind of be the the characters they're looking for. Uh, and that's sort of what we're doing too. We're 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 seeing does this does this person have stage presence? Do they have that certain something that that they can bring on stage? And one of my favorite things about theater physics is, is that you now we've sort of got this boiled down to a science where we are are taking students and we're saying, okay, what ideas do you have? What do you want to see on the Bethany stage? And how do you uh, how do you foresee that as a, as a possibility? And so students end up coming up with ideas. Uh, some of them are great. Some of them need development, but we're, we're, we're all there to develop. You know, we're all there to try and and uh, and and mess around. It's all about play. The first few weeks are we are just playing. We're playing with stuff. One year I bought every plunger in Mankato, Minnesota. I'm pretty confident <laughs> I did that. Uh, I, I went to every store and I bought every plunger. If you had a toilet problem that year, you had to see me because I was the guy. Uh, <laughs> and, and so I threw 36 plungers into the middle of the stage and I said, okay, gang, this is what the show is about. I didn't want to say too much more than that. Uh, and they say, it's about plungers. <laughs> and I said, yeah. So that year we we shot plungers out of uh, out of cannons, we made the biggest dart gun you've ever seen, and we stuck it to the wall on the other side of the stage. Uh, and we we made a a cable car with plunger propellers and plunger landing gear, uh, and we resuscitated people with plungers. Uh, we did a, a Jewish bottle dance, but it was plungers on guys' heads. Uh, I mean, it was just a it was a theater on a stick that year, uh, and uh, and that's we don't always have a, a a prop like that that the whole show encompasses, but uh, that year we did. And so it can change from from year to year. And it's, it's ideas ahoy is the idea. We just want we we just want to create something out of nothing. And I I will say one thing that as theater physics has become is there's sort of two parts to it now. Uh, we have an ending skit. Yeah, the ending skit uh, basically is uh, something that is scripted that we make up. So so that's where now I am a little bit more into one act plays because. Because of theater physics, we got into script writing, and now we are producing scripts that actually have gone national uh, right from, from theater physics. So I think the most popular one, back in 2001, we wrote The Susification of Romeo and Juliet, 
which for a, n- a number of years now has been the sixth most produced high school one act in, I think, the world. Wow. Uh, I, I don't think it is this year, but it, it has been previous years. And uh, and so it's fun because we're just starting with students' ideas and somebody had the ideas, why don't we do, why don't we, you know, susify something and susify Romeo and Juliet? I was the main script writer on that, so I wrote the script for that, but that's not always true. Sometimes students write the scripts, sometimes uh, students and directors get to write the scripts, and that's the last part of the show. We have that that scripted part. Everything up till that point is all uh, episodes, little 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 smaller skits, sort of, sort of like Saturday Night Live, I guess, in format, but much more physical, much more theatrical. Just taking a, a very brief tangent, you've written many, many plays, haven't you? Yeah, and it kind of got started just by having to write scripts for theater physics. But yeah, since then we've, uh, I've, I've, I, I got the bug, you know. <laughs> I, just felt, I felt like, uh, oh, this is fun, and so, and and part of that is because I'm a Christian theater artist, and theater can be volatile, and and theater can sometimes be be sort of a spiritual wasteland, and. Um, and uh, I think that what we encourage students to do here at Bethany is, you know what, God calls us to be artists. If we're, if, if you're an artist and, and, and this is something you want to do, maybe that doesn't mean that your life is going to be easy. I feel like I'm, I, I work very hard at being an artist uh, and uh, I get to see a lot of people going home at five o'clock when, when I don't. But sometimes that means I have to write my own adaptations for shows or I am, I'm taking a classic story Last year we did the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, and I, I, I wrote. There was just no good adaptation of it that I could find, and, and so my son and I wrote an adaptation for it, and uh, and so we've kind of have a history now at Bethany of of creating our own scripts and uh, doing doing shows that we adapt ourselves, uh, whether that's a brand new we make up the story or whether it's an adaptation, but that's that's half the fun, and I feel like if you're going to be a Christian theater artist. It's a good idea to prepare yourself for uh, for for learning how to be that kind of artist on the most seminal of levels, where you are 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 starting from the very beginning. That maybe means you're writing your own scripts, because the 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 longer I'm in this business, uh, the, the more I feel like I have to write them because nobody's writing the stuff I want to put on stage. Does that make sense? Yes. So, uh, and this year we're doing Treasure Island and I'm just doing, I'm doing uh, Ken Ken Ludwig, Ken Ludwig's Treasure Island. He wrote Lend Me a Tenor and stuff. And it's a good adaptation. I like it. But uh, because sometimes you got to do other people's stuff. I'm not saying we have to do our stuff all the time. (laughs) That would be ridiculous, you know, but uh, but we've got a tradition of doing it and it's fun to do it. And I'm I'm joined in the theater department by uh, Benji Inniger, who is a great composer. Uh, and also he directs shows too. And he, he's on board. He likes, he likes, uh, you know, doing, uh, a lot of his own adaptations of things too. Yeah. And you, you brought up a good point there that sometimes as a, a Christian, it, it's difficult to find ways for your, your Christianity to, to be, to kind of sh- shine through your art. Uh, at least uh, I would think in theater, you know, you're probably not going to put on uh, an adaptation of the Passion of the Christ or something like as blatantly Christian as that. But have you found maybe some more surprising ways in which uh, faith has shown through th- these productions you do, whether it be theater physics or some of the other ones that you've written? 
Yeah, it, 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 it sort of depends on, on who maybe the message is for. Years ago, I did Death of a Salesman. Death of a Salesman was written by Arthur Miller, who I think was a pretty verbose, not verbose. Uh, Staunch. Yeah, he, well, he was an atheist. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, but the interesting thing is you read that show and you, you start realizing what it has to say to the Christian, because it really does, you know, and, and it, 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 it has an awful lot to say about uh, the, it's sort of a cautionary tale, you know, when, where, here's, here's a character, his name's Willie Loman, and, and his, his life just unfolds in one hopeless episode after another. And, and how do you, the, it's, it's sort of a, a um, an exercise in where do you find your hope when there is no hope? And, uh, and to the Christian, it's sort of a wake up call that, no, we have something to hope in, you know? And, uh, and, and so I remember when I directed that show, I was able to write some of that stuff in the uh, program notes. So it's not necessarily on stage, but it's, it's in the uh, playbill that everybody gets when they walk into the sure. theater. But then also too, it really ended up meaning something to those who were in the show. You know, I think that, uh, you know, we can, we can basically talk with you know, actors and directors. We do an awful lot of talking, you know, and we have a lot of discussions. Some of them are very impromptu and we get to talk about religious matters too. And it's, it's very interesting how you can take a work that isn't necessarily meant to be anything evangelical. It's, it's, it's just a, a work by a playwright who happened to be an atheist and yet it, it can have something to say through that. I find that interesting in how, how many places in the Bible where, you know, the Lord did that, God did that, you know, he, he found, uh, just even, I guess, in the in the lineage of Jesus, you know, that uh, it, it there were so many sins that uh, that uh, <laughs> transpired in the line just of, of, of Jesus coming from David and, and the rest of it, too, that uh, uh, God God finds his path even through the things that we do wrong and even on what weighs heavily on our minds and stuff. So but it, it, it is it is difficult. And sometimes you as a theater artist, something I have learned and sometimes learned the hard way. It's, it's, uh, I feel as though there's ways to, to let your light shine and not necessarily be overtly preachy about it. You, you know, uh, yeah. I, I have been preachy in some shows and I've kind of come to regret it when I did that. But, uh, but there are ways to actually let people know and, and, and let your light shine in, in ways that are, uh, a little bit more covert, I guess. Yeah, and I guess that rings true too, since you're, uh, you know, a professor. Granted, at a Lutheran school, a Christian school, but teaching a subject like theater is not innately a Christian subject, right? Even though we have all our artistic ability and creativity from God. So, while you're teaching your theater courses, aside from the directing shows and writing plays and whatnot, how do you find yourself integrating your Christian faith? in your teaching. Oh, I love that part. And it, and it's so much we are we are reading a lot of different shows for a lot of different classes, not shows that we're producing, but you know, we're we're reading scripts constantly. But my favorite part of the classes that I teach is the discussions that I have. And so we can read shows, we can read uh, different plays and it might be something I will never direct. It's nothing I would ever and it's not on my radar. Maybe I don't even like it. But it's great to be able to discuss with a, a number of students. Well, what 
What is your take on this? There's there's something we call the Goethe meter. And then Goethe said that art has threefold a threefold purpose. It's to educate, it's to exalt the human spirit, and it's to entertain. And so it's a great those we call them the three E's sometimes, but I like to call it the Goethe meter because of Goethe. <laughs> uh, but uh, but so you know where does this sit on the Goethe meter? And 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 it starts the conversation, and and then we can start saying, well, where does this sit on this you know on the on the Christianity scale for you? What is what does this particular play mean for the Christian? And it really opens up doors for critical thought for these students to be able to talk about well. Yeah, I, I never never would have thought about this play being being something that speaks to the Christian, but it did to me in this way, and and uh, and so it's it's a fantastic way for us to just sort of be able to discuss, talk about looking at lens through the or looking at uh, life through the lens of Christ, and just being able to disseminate how does God want us to discern, uh, how does He want us to look at uh, uh, these these works as as uh, you know we, just weighing them, good or bad, how should we judge these things? I said the word judge, and that's always that thing, you know, where, where people, we shouldn't be judgmental. And anybody who says that, of course, is making a judgment. And so I, I, I think that, yeah, we have to at some point invite the judge in. You know, we have to make judgments in our life. And, and so when we're, when we're reading certain shows and plays, I, I, I ask the students to judge them. You have to judge it. You have to take a look at this. Is this, is this play worth something to you? Is it not worth something to you? And explain to me why. Does that go into when you're choosing new shows to, to perform? Are you also weighing bo- all those both on the, the Goethe meter and the Christianity <laughs> meter? Yeah, yes, I, I tend to. Uh, and you, you did say, you know, maybe we wouldn't be doing here at the, uh, the, the, something like the Passion of the Christ. And I'm not against it. You, you know, I, I, I would maybe sometime do that. I, I, I it's it's interesting where I am in my career now. Uh, I'm a I, I started teaching as a young man, and now I'm kind of a middle aged guy. And so I used to just pick scripts and kind of tried to figure out what what scripts can I do? You know, what can I? You know, this one has all these f bombs in it, or this show has all this. Otherwise, it's a good show. What do I do? And again, this is another thing that got me into script writing a lot. But uh, but interestingly, we haven't done very many Bible oriented plays. And what I mean by that is uh, Bible stories or sure. stories about the Bible or, or anything in that. That said, I am very interested right now in doing a nativity show, some kind of show that is about the life of Christ that flashes. Uh, I shouldn't say too much because I don't want somebody to steal my idea. Um, <laughs> but but uh, I, I, I'm very interested in actually, I've never seen a good adaptation of the nativity story that wasn't a like a pageant for little kids sure sure because i think there's something there's so much there that is so dramatic and uh, i've been talking a lot with jason jasperson about you know the possibility of what can we do can we can we actually incorporate some animation uh into this show I love talking with the Jasperson brothers because uh, we we just love to bounce ideas around, you know. Sure. Uh, J- and actually, Jason was one of my uh, assistant directors for three or four years for theater physics way back in the day. He's like uh, this very patient. I, I love I love how he works with students because he's he's very patient and just sort of gives them the other idea. You, you know, that's you know, what'd you think of that, Jason? And he'll say, Oh, no, that's great. <laughs> I wonder what would happen if you did it this way, you know, and, sure. and, uh, 
And so he uh, he works with students that way, which I think is just fantastic. Um, but anyways, uh, I, I've been talking to Jason about the possibility of, you know, can we make a some kind of interesting nativity show on stage, something the likes of which nobody's ever seen. I think I think that that's what artists want, right? We want to make cool stuff. When I'm when I'm doing stuff for the theater here at Bethany, I'm I don't want it to just be a show that everyone has seen. I'm not into just regurgitating material. Uh, I'm I'm so much into what can we do to make this, even if it's a script that's been done again and again and again. What can we do to make this a unique thing that nobody's ever seen before anywhere? And that's the exciting stuff. I love that. Love it. Love that so much. Yeah, that's awesome. Not to, to cut this short or anything, because it's been a blast to talk to you so far, but we are just about at time. Um, time be- flies, I know. <laughs> but yeah. before we go, uh, we did want to give you the opportunity to to promote anything you've got coming up, uh, whether it's at Bethany or with the divers or anything your friends are working on. Sure. I, uh, I can promote Treasure Island. We've got Treasure Island coming up at Bethany Lutheran College here, and it opens the weekend after Easter. So it opens on April 17th. And uh, just before you called, I've been writing a lot of sea shanties and uh, <laughs> and and uh, just I guess uh, music that kind of goes in between the, uh, the, uh, the 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 different scenes and acts and things. And so it's it's been a real blast to do that. And 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 that's it's going to be a rollicking fun show. There's going to be a lot of sword fighting. There's going to be actual gunfire. I've never done that. That this is the first show I've ever had where I've had gunfire, and there's going to be a lot of it. That's so nice. it should be really cool. If people are interested in the Bethany Theater Program, they can go to blc.edu/theater, and they can see a lot of the pictures of what we've been doing. They can, uh, if they want to go on YouTube and just if they want to just look at uh, shows that we've got online. That we've 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 got many of our own adaptations online. A Christmas Carol is on there. Hamlet is on there. Our Legend of Sleepy Hollow is on there. People can see full full versions of that, and uh, we would welcome them to do that. Awesome. Well, we want to thank you again for taking the time to join us today. It was an uh, absolute pleasure, and we'd love to have you on again someday, because we it sounds like we've just scratched the surface of all of the <laughs> stuff you're creating. Well, I appreciate what you guys do. This is a really great podcast. Keep up the good work, you guys. I think this is really fantastic what you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you. That wraps it up for another episode of the podcast. As always, if you have people you'd like to hear from or questions you'd like answers to, feel free to reach out to us at heartsandhandspodcast at gmail.com or on any social media platform at Wells Creatives. And we'd like to shout out our supporters on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash heartsandhandspodcast. If you haven't checked it out yet, we've got some extra bonus content there, uh, uncut episodes, uh, extra episodes, especially from Dan Jasperson, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, So if you'd like to check that out, be sure to do that. And uh, we appreciate you listening. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.